Okay, here's the question. All right, lay it on. You know, all these all these F1 drivers, you know, uh, I'm a bunch of them have for sure met Make-A-Wish kids. Lewis Hamilton's met Make-A-Wish kids. Charles Leclerc's met Make-A-Wish kids. I Daniel Ricardo probably meets a bunch of Make-A-Wish kids. Who is the highest ranking F1 driver to not have had to meet a Make-A-Wish kid yet? Like no kids requested them. Yeah, that's got I I mean strolls on that list there's no little kid like oh, oh yeah. man if i could just <laughs> meet lance all my dreams would come true no he would be like well you know fernando's busy a... <laughs> this weekend uh so we have lance you want to do that like no take me back to the ward <laughs> i have three weeks left and i gotta spend one meeting this nepo baby god damn you're out of your goddamn mind <laughs> Uh, yeah, I you don't think here because like Latifi had like a fan base around him. Yeah, okay. You know, right, like right. you, you got to take out all of the people that were big on like Drive to Survive. Yeah, they've probably he, you know. Here's another one. I mean, the guy who was the number Stroll's two, a good is a good one. The number two for a yeah, long time, I would say Valtteri Bottas. Nobody's gonna want to just stare into those dead eyes for their last <laughs> moments on Earth. <laughs> Valtteri. He's the, he Valtteri. is weird in that he's, he says his own name sad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Everyone, when they say their own name, you know, there's usually a cadence that has, like, some sort of life in it. Yeah. He, he says it like, Valtteri. 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 He probably learned. Yeah, that I, so I. That's where he learned. Valtteri. Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> even, but even Toto. <laughs> Toto. You'll be number two. Yeah, I guess he says it's sad also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny name to say sad. Yeah. My name is. Toto. Toto. I am Toto Wolf. Okay. I'm very sad today. Pre Mercedes is a Take me seriously. <laughs> Take Toto seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, get, I, so I was thinking Botas, but then I was like, you know, he he was big a drive to survive. Mm. So would he? I, I don't think he would for some reason. I think that that kids would request him. Yeah, I feel like. Who? I feel like it's tough because it's like each of these guys have kind of their own country right there's almost like there's one or two for i bet country. yeah I, I just don't think yeah. French kids get make-a-wishes you know what i mean it's like you, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they do the program <laughs> over there so there's not people requesting i would love to spend a day with esteban encore their make-a-wish is just someone with a long cigarette just being like life is cruel this is all something that we can agree on at the end of the day we start to die when we are born little kids you know we are dying every day you just more than us I, I give you know what I feel like Pierre Gasly has had Make a Wish kids. I bet Esteban Ocon has not. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. I bet. would say Ocon. I think Stroll. You can argue that Stroll and Ocon are probably like at the same points in their life and career. Yeah, I would kind of put them as like equal, um, especially in the F one grade. I bet Ocon and I Stroll. I can't see anybody fucking meeting. I can't see your last dying wish. No, because kids to meet Lance Stroll. Kids, kids rich <laughs> enough to relate to Lance Stroll can get cured. <laughs> They're living. They can get cured. They, they don't end up dying in the hospital. They don't make it to the Make-A-Wish phase if you've got Lance Stroll money. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Pr I'm pretty sure Lance Stroll would have been a Make-A-Wish kid. Some sort of bionic leg, something. He had some sort of crazy shit done. I'm sure when he was like 11. Well, like he replaced his whole spine. It was only 12 billion dollars. <laughs> I assume that Lance Stroll, Lauren Stroll, all the Strolls have uh, just like versions of themselves in test tubes yeah, yeah. under the Aston Martin, uh, you know, research center. I believe that, that they just kind of, you know, they anytime like get Lance Stroll. How do you think Lance Stroll fucking fixed his arm so quick? Yeah. Because he had second arms ready to go. Yeah, they had a whole he had an arm bag. <laughs> they, had a whole they just had to unzip them. They were right there. Slap him Everyone's on. like, it makes no sense that that science can't make up for the fact that Lance Stroll had new arms all of a sudden. Yeah. 
I know why. I'm not an idiot. This is exactly like the movie The Island, and he's got a second version of himself. Yeah. That's on. I I would believe that, dude. I mean, that's insurance, you know. If they're only allowed to have a certain number of gearboxes, I'm sure they have a certain number of Lance Strolls. I can see there being like an awful (laughs) Lance Stroll in an awful crash. Oh, my goodness. We're not sure if he's going to live through that one. It's been on fire for 30 minutes. Next day, totally fine. I got out of there early. Nothing happened. Dad loves me. It's just like Lawrence Stroll being like, "We got a new bio livery," and they're like, "What do you mean? Do you mean skin?" Yeah. What is, is that? Yeah. What do you mean bio livery? What does that mean? And why? Yeah. And are those exactly. ads? Are those ads t- as tattoos on his arm? What is that? You could say man is the most dangerous car. What? What are you? There, no. He does kind of. Uh, anyway, Stroll does look like a fucking arch villain. It's just a matter of time. Oh, I assume he's got cats at home that he is just yeah. <laughs> softly, ever so softly as he watches technicians that fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, first off, uh, I guess <laughs> this is a funny way to say welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Rocket Men. Uh, I'm Aton Drew. Yes, hello. Here. What up? Um, welcome back. I guess like uh, we can do it. We should do a quick recap of just the Australian uh, race, uh, cause we didn't have an episode, uh, last week. And then we got a bunch of, uh, legal stuff. We got two different legal cases that are kind of hitting F1 at once that I wanted to go through, yeah. uh, with, uh, with, yeah. Uh, but first, um, you know, I, the big, the big three takeaways that I had from the race and tell me if you had like another one was, uh, first off the Carlos, uh, signs radio, uh, yeah. call, <laughs> Oh my God! Carlos signs full on crying. Please, 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 please. He's so severe. He's so severe. Oh no, it's not fair. It's not fair. I do not deserve. He's so severe. Just over and over. Like a fucking Telemundo soap opera, dude. Like, I was waiting for another signs and a mustache to come around the corner and be his fucking evil stepbrother or some shit. Yeah, yeah. just he's watching the love of his life have to marry his brother because yeah. of because no, of money and not no, love. No, please, please, please. Marcella. He's like in the town square. His wife has just been shot by a yeah. by a, a cowboy, and he's like no. gripping her head. Marcella, no. Ferrari, Ferrari. I God, I. You know what was funny about that is that like you don't really see. I don't think we've really seen Charles Leclerc get to a point where he cried, uh, which is interesting because he's got more to lose of the two of them. So if I had to like put money on who I thought would cry bef- uh, first in Ferrari, because they're both gonna cry, yeah. we're gonna get a Charles Leclerc uh, cry at some point this season. It's inevitable. For sure. I would have put Leclerc on it first. I didn't see uh, signs coming to to cry. Uh, yeah, I mean Le- Leclerc has way more reasons to cry so far. I mean between the last two seasons yeah. and getting beached in lap one in Australia, like yeah, he should be crying. <laughs> he should have been in that beach lap one, going no, 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 please, please, it's too severe. <laughs> <laughs> this gravel is too severe. Let me retake it. Uh, you know, and also we want to talk about uh, Carlos Sainz. Just like from from my perspective, from from my there was a lot of. Uh, Kind of like uh, crashes. We finally got the crashes. The first two races this year have, uh, were pretty tame. Uh, Carlos Sainz is kind of the only one that really got any kind of punishment. He went down from fourth. He finished fourth all the way down to twelfth. Uh, yeah. You know because of that. Uh, because of that. Uh, you know that late crash. Uh, you know there were two other crashes that happened, and there wasn't really penalties handed down from them. The first one was Alpine. The two Alpines crashing into each other, followed by. The most like you get in front of that cell phone camera right now and you behave video. I don't know if you saw it, but they made Gasly and Akon do an Instagram yeah. uh, kind of like yeah. uh, post game where they were like, you know, clearly like, you know, it's like their arms are basically around each other. Just being like, hey, guys, like we're cool. Yeah, it was a uh, total mistake. Uh, we are still uh, best of friends and all very French. Please do not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we break uh, we break croissant after after race you know we both split the espresso yeah. after well espresso is not French uh, <laughs> yeah it's still fits uh-huh. it fits the brand it does. 
We uh, are made from the same uh, fedora. No, yeah. not fedora. Oh, my God. Beret. That's what beret. I was thinking. Beret. Is he uh, but, you know, Alpine's not going to – the reason why the Alpine thing, uh, you know, doesn't really – there's no punishment there is because Alpine's not going to contest itself. So these, like, you know, uh, these team uh, accents that happen don't kind of get contested. You know, and there was also with that, you know, we'll get to it, is that Logan Sargent kind of hit Nick DeVries at the end of the race. Uh, Science is the only one that really got uh, fucked this, uh, you know, from Australia at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, I feel like they're almost blaming all of those incidents that happened shortly after Science hit Alonzo into, like, it all happened because of Science. Like, none of those racers would have been in that situation. Like, the Alpines, and this might be true, I mean, I don't know if the Alpines would have hit, hit each other if they weren't put into, like, a defensive drive-around yeah. situation that was caused by science. So, I think maybe that's what... Oh, which I loved, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, I think they're seeing, like, God. science is, <laughs> is caused all of this. Literally, the entire incident happened. Like, sure, maybe other people would have, but probably not uh, because of him. So, yeah, yeah. He, I, I'm fine with it. It's not too severe. It's fine. I, <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I was, uh, you know, I thought that he, I, I think they just got to be, you know, more even with it. They got to kind of delegate out yeah. all of, uh, you know, all the punishment that they're going to do that. I think there's also got to, if, you know, if there's a, if there is, you know, a, a team crash that happens, there needs to be a third party that comes in and decides whether it should be kind of taken up the flagpole, especially because, you know, when we're dealing with things like race ban points and things like that, you know, right. a, a, a grid drops, you know, it's in the team's best interest, you know, to not... You know, uh, you know, to not, you know, uh, tell on itself. So yeah, totally. You know, I do think I know, that there should maybe be like a third party that comes in there. Yeah, and I know Gasly's like he's like two points away from having to sit out a race because of the yeah the penalty points on his license. So yeah, he's they they wouldn't want uh. anybody to be at blame for them crashing into each other. Which it, looking at the footage again, I watched that crash a couple times. Like, I mean, it's Gasly's fault for going into him, but also like. You're sitting in, in your teammate's blind spot after all that chaos, yeah. like, and you're being aggressively in his blind spot. Where, like, I mean, I see that when you're just driving in real life all the time. You drive around like New York City, dude, and and some taxis just yeah. coming in. If you put your car there, they're gonna hit. You. <coughs> if you go on the brakes, you're gonna be fine. You weren't gonna pass them. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so it was... it's kind of it's like Gasly's fault for not checking, but it's Alcon's fault for being aggressively in his teammate's blind spot. Also, like, F1 caused the crash. You know, yes. you can make the argument that this restart did not necessarily need to happen. Right. Uh, you know, if you remember just the timeline of it, uh, you know, they could have gotten that, that tire out of the, out of the uh, you know, out, out, out of the track and everything. It was, it felt kind of manufactured. And I think, like, six or eight cars spun out or, like, didn't end up, like, uh, having a clean, you know, last restart yeah. before the race was kind of called. Uh you know, it was also kind of interesting the way that it ended. Uh, fact, uh, the fact of this, by the way, is that there's three red flags, most red flags in an F1 race ever. The race, uh, just because of the, how the logistics of everything goes, it didn't even finish. Uh, you know, they kind of just made them do one ceremonial lap at the end right. just to kind of like end the race. Uh, they reset everyone, uh, you know, so there was a second where Hulkenberg was actually, you know, coming in fourth. You know, he had a, po a podium shot at one point right. because of all this madness, um, which would have been insane. I mean, Haas last year with the with the pole position for Magnussen this year, you know, with the uh, technicalities leading into it, almost getting a, uh, you know, a podium. I think that they're going to luck themselves into. I think all of the luck that Ferrari doesn't have, Haas gets yeah i agree with that i mean and and i think it's gonna gene keep baby it's gonna keep rolling for haas too i think like i yeah. mean they got they got points for we got some fucking american points not out of sergeant but out of haas um i mean yeah. it's unlucky that that you know the tire gets fucking spun off when he t touches the wall like that especially when you know that this year they're literally just trying to save money like they have to be yeah they have to be just just like just trying to keep all four wheels, metaphorically speaking, but now also literally speaking, on the <laughs> fucking car every race so that they can hopefully get to next year where they will inevitably sign Daniel Ricciardo to a multi-year contract. That's all they want. They just, yeah. just want to get to Daniel Ricciardo next year. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, 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 I like that. But that's what I love about it, like the, the big mix-ups like that. Like all of a sudden Haas is in front, you know? Like now what now what are you going to do? And it, it fucks with betting. It makes people can have these big, crazy wins. Um, and, and also just like 
and this early it can kind of really swing momentum like for teams both mentally where now they think that they can uh compete in the midfield or when they thought where they were just at the bottom i mean aston martin came into Bahrain thinking they'd be in the middle of the field and they're number two so all it takes is a little bit yeah. of swing to like give you that extra uh you know momentum and confidence i think to like actually make shit happen was there any other uh, stuff you thought about just, like, from the race that stood out uh, before we do, like, a winners and losers kind of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we touched most of it. I mean, it's it's so crazy to have an ending like that that's so crazy exciting. First time three red flags in F1 history, but then still have it be the most underwhelming actual finish ever. You go from, like, utter chaos to, like, all right, everybody line up. Let's finish <laughs> it. Because uh, it's kind of the opposite of every sport in that way where – like if anything gets down to the last minute and there's crazy stuff at the end, you know, you think of like hockey or, or basketball or football, it gets, comes down to like one play or one shot or <coughs> shootout or something like that. And they're like, wow, that was all crazy. All right. Game's over. Everybody go home. Uh, so it is, it's, it, it kind of left me uh, any time a race ends like that. It leaves me a little like, just like, ah, did we even watch the race? You know, like what, what it, I feel like a little empty from it. Um, yeah, it was. It took like an hour and a half for that last like five laps to kind of come together. And also, you know, it also kind of made me think, you know, about, uh, you know, like those restarts that it kind of made you feel like manufacturing excitement and stuff like that. And I was like, man, like, you know, F1 maybe like crossed the line with this. Like, I don't know. You know, they could have easily not had, you know, that last red flag or whatever. Right. And then I literally like I remember thinking that and then like on YouTube and uh, NASCAR had their dirt race this week. So I think like if you want to talk about gimmicks and everything, yeah, right. you know, you got like NASCAR doing their dirt race at uh, the Food City Dirt Race, by the way. Terrible name. That's insane. For, I don't know why Food City would fucking sponsor the dirt race. <laughs> uh, but uh, Food City Dirt Race, uh, you know, was this weekend. And I think that, uh, you know, F1, you know, if we're going about manufacturing a little excitement, which I don't hate, let's do a dirt race once a year. Fucking... Put him in Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah. And let him go mudding once a goddamn year. I would love Come to on. see that. I would love to see that. And, I mean, Daniel Ricciardo already proved that it was possible with his Australian Grand Prix intro video, ripping it through the, the Outback. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it in the Outback. Let's do it in Texas somewhere. Let's do it in, fuck yeah, in Bristol. The fucking Bristol Motor Speedway. Let's put some jumps in there, too. Just one. one yeah. Jump, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah you should jump a gorge a thousand percent you should jump it and there's got to be sharks in it yeah exactly if there's no sharks what's the fucking Some point sort of, of body of water yeah even if it's just the big finish yeah. you know like a like a fucking hot wheels movie <laughs> or some shit uh yeah <laughs> you can do anything and that's the thing once you once you bring a sport like that to america we'll take something sacred and 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 polished and just fuck it all up i'm surprised we haven't done that to like golf or anything like that yet where we're like yeah the holes are twice as big if you do it a disco ball goes off <laughs> that's why you can argue that the Saudis have taken the best of our culture and just added money yeah, to it. Yeah. Like live golf is just like, it's just like golf and tits. Like live golf is just like, I don't know they have, they have team names for golf, which yeah. I love. I'm the only one that's like, I'm like, hell yeah. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else is like teams are, are destroying you know what the sanctity of golf and i'm like shut up i am a flamethrowers gc fan <laughs> through and goddamn through yeah I mean, but um, I mean what's worse than that i mean everyone else is just wearing brands so sure you're cheering on the individual yeah. instead of cheering on fucking nike or adidas or or something like that it's i'd, I'd rather see a team out there yeah idiots fucking golf is <laughs> ever golf tries to keep people from finding uh, from getting into it more and more i'm like who do you think you yeah. are like why why are you against the saudis coming in and bringing all of their fireworks and and fast food um you know into it so the the other thing i had on the race was just uh yeah. kind of the 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 poor tragedy story of george russell uh oh god <laughs> Poor guy. So sad. Pits from being the race leader that in the middle of the yellow flag, turning into the red flag, gets fucked, comes out of that in like seventh place or something like that, and then trickles his way along, and then his fucking engine explodes. I'm like, oh, man. I mean, he he was going to be in a great position to even be challenging <coughs> Hamilton for that number two spot. It probably would have been a Mercedes 2-3 realistically. Um, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he, he him leading for like a couple of minutes – 
was like the coolest yeah. thing because we're talking about Australia. The track is kind of like unreliable and stuff like that. So like him leading for like that little bit, there was like a little bit of hope for a second, uh, you know, and then it just, you know, and then the, the pit change strategy was, was bad. Yeah. And then when he came out, uh, you know, he was like in 11th or he was like very middle of the pack when he came out. And then just when the car exploded, you knew that God just didn't want him to win. Right. And right. sometimes God doesn't want you to win. And that's kind of the big takeaway from, you know, yeah. uh, this, this race was that sometimes God is just inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> we should all be a Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's uh, the answer, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll find. <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> All that money that could have got, all that money that went into fixing that fucking French cathedral yeah. that caught on fire, you could have easily had a new F1 team on the grid. What are we fucking doing? Yeah, the fucking, I would like to see Red it's Bull take on the Popes next year. That would be nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the, the Popes never fucking, yeah. An all white car, all white livery. Yeah, yeah. And just his face on the front nose. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm, I'm in. Anyways, uh, so that's kind of like the the wrap up for the. Did you have another thing with the race? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I had. I mean, it was it was a crazy race. I hope everyone that got to watch it was was having fun. I know I was. It was just kind of like the back and forth, up and down. And then you think it's gonna be over, and then uh, yeah, the last fucking five laps, utter chaos. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was stuff. I was watching at a I was watching at a bar, and then like. The second that third red flag came out, I left. I was like, this is going to be a half hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the end of the race like from a, a taxi cab on my phone. Um, so other uh, F1 news not related to uh, this season is, uh, first off, Felipe Massa. Uh, there's two law stories that we're going to talk about today. The first one is Felipe Massa, who um, is going to be suing F1 because of the 2008 season. So uh, if you're unfamiliar a little bit with Crashgate, uh, Crashgate was the thing where Nelson Piquet Jr. purposely crashed his car in an attempt to get Fernando Alonso to, uh, you know, he was being a good player. Right. Uh, you know, he was being a good teammate for, for Alonso. So he crashed the car and then... Later on, Nelson Piquet Jr., uh, you know, he ended up, it ended up coming out that he had done this on purpose. At the time, no one knew that he had done this. Um, you know, the issue was that this crash, just because of how the season ended up unfolding, was the uh, was uh, Lewis Hamilton ended up w uh, winning that race, and that gave Lewis Hamilton the world championship at the end of the day. So, you know, originally, you know, if, if Nelson Piquet Jr. hadn't crashed. Or if F1 had known about that race, they would have thrown out that race and Felipe Massa would have been the world champion. Uh, that was the old, uh, that's what we thought had happened. What had actually happened, according to Bernie Ecclestone, is that F1 knew that Felipe Massa crashed in 2008. Therefore, they would have been able to upend and overturn that race and would have given uh, Felipe Massa the world championship. And I want to just get the quote here. Uh, Max Mosley, this is from Bernie Ecclestone. Max Mosley, uh, the then FIA president, I were informed during the 2008 season what had happened in the race in Singapore. Singapore is where the crash had happened. Uh, PK Jr. told his father, Nelson, that he had been asked by the team to drive into a wall at a certain point in order to trigger a safety car phase and such to help his teammate Alonzo. We decided not to do anything at first. We wanted to protect the sport and save it from a huge scandal. That's why I used angelic tongues to persuade his father to keep calm for the time being. Back then, there was a rule that a world championship classification after FIA award ceremony at the end of the year was untouchable. So Hamilton was presented with the world championship trophy and everything was fine. We had enough information in time to investigate the matter. According to the FIA statutes, we should have canceled the race in Singapore under these conditions. That means it would have never happened for the world championship standings. Then Felipe Massa would have become the world champion and not Lewis Hamilton. Isn't that fucking wild yeah that's insane that it's all kind of coming out now you know like i mean it's crazy for lewis because that's gonna put like i mean even if he turns this whole season around and has the best season ever and wins that he's not breaking that record if this gets overturned you know so i, I think it kind of changes yeah, his I motivation mean, he, almost for a little he's got to turn around his career at this point yeah you know he's not the youngest uh chicken right uh you know and 
you got to figure this is this would be the second championship that he's had kind of taken away from him. Right. The Max Verstappen championship from a couple years ago. He's trying to solidify him, you know, himself and his status as the greatest of all time, especially with Max Verstappen seemingly like unstoppable at this point. You know, I it's one of those things where at the other end, Felipe Massa never won a world championship. Right. Right. And how do you not give it to him? Yeah. At the, it's like it's you know it's it's so broad and like Bernie Ecclestone is not just like some random conspiracy theorist you know having him you know on the record saying that Felipe Massa should have been the world champion and they knew at a time when they could have overturned it and given him in the points I, I that's got to be straight up one of the biggest sports scandals in history that is a yeah. full on world, world championship being taken away and given to someone else. I, God, how does Felipe Massa, you know, walk around, not just yelling yeah, how, for the past 13 yeah, years? How are you not pissed? How are you not, like, telling everybody you meet, every barista, every clerk at a store, like, would, would be hearing about that if that was me? I, I would not be resting. I would be fucking making sure this happened. And it's crazy that it's for, like, it's between somebody who's had almost the most wins versus somebody who's had zero. So it sucks that, like, yeah. for him, I mean, obviously going through this has been hard, and he wants to win. He wants it to all be right the, the way it should be in his in his mind. Like, But even now, if he gets that win, he doesn't get that moment of, like, the podium and the champagne and the celebration and, like, the, the year after where you're partying. Like, uh, all that yeah. stuff and now it's like even if he gets that money is that money even the same like that uh, inflation's been crazy since 2008 you know it's like the prize pool cut in half compared to now and then so it's it sucks that like even if this does get over i mean and also I mean, future yeah future earnings right like i you know it's it's every it's everything just notoriety his yeah seat in you know if there's if there's a green jacket ceremony you know with f1 you know he's not getting you know his own closet at the masters right right you know he i if i'm i don't know how f1 here's the thing what logically would happen if let's say he ends up getting the support and let's say he gets all that stuff i don't think they're going to overturn a championship i'd be kind of it would be wild if they did that yeah that being said like they got to pay him out or something. This is, you can make the argument for monetary, you know, for monetary damage, like super easily, aside from just like the basic, the base, uh, you know, uh, earnings, just like from winning, just like, you know, there's value that Lewis Hamilton has brought in since then. You can make the argument that like X amount of his net worth from sponsorship, from just like everything is related to that one championship. Yeah, yeah, right. Or at least, yeah, he would have gotten some percentage of benefits from that, whether even if it's a fucking article in Sports Illustrated or something. There is some sort yeah. of level of of press and notoriety, like you said, that he would have gotten from that that won't exist anymore. He's not a name in the game anymore. Yeah. He's, he, he wasn't, you know, he, he, he's not in the mix and hasn't been for a while. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. He's not going to get that kind of, like, moment in the sun, if you will, uh, even if everything kind of goes his way. So, yeah, I mean, I think a big monetary payout is probably the answer, which, I mean, if you're a former F1 driver, depending on how you spend your cash, I'm not sure that's your biggest concern yeah. in life is getting a big fat paycheck. I'm sure it's going to be nice, but it's not going to change the we'll empty what... spot on his fucking trophy case in his in his room, in his mansion. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, it's different. He's got a... He's got a estimated net worth of thirty million. Yeah, I don't think he cares so, about it. even if they doubled that and you said there's another thirty million, I don't think that would like move the meter for him as like emotionally. It wouldn't for me. I mean, I feel like once you already have that kind of money, you have you can buy pretty much anything you've ever wanted. The only thing that you okay, can how buy much is, though is justice. You know, like yeah, you can't <laughs> buy that. Ask Batman. Yeah, you get to spit at Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time. Wait, what would the number be? There's got to be a number. You know, like if it was like fucking, you know, 100 million bucks, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. (laughs) How much? 100 million. Hey, listen, Lewis is a great driver. 
Yeah, but a hundred million for me right now, yeah, sure, of course. But if I already had thirty million, yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, I'd rather have the title. What do you mean? That's my life. What about five hundred million? Oh, fuck. At that point, you can fucking. I'll start my buy, own goddamn racing you know? league. Yeah, I'll fucking. <laughs> I want to construct this championship. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the number one racer in in F1, but the F is Felipe. Yeah, fuck putting the Pope on a car. I'm putting my own goddamn face on a car. Fuck a Red Bull. We're driving a Drew Dunn. That's what we're driving. <laughs> I, uh, you know, what's interesting also with this, uh, I, I just want to point out that they went to uh, Nelson Piquet and his father and were like, can you not like say anything for like a minute? Wow. And I can just imagine just the the stream of racial slurs yeah. that <laughs> the PKs were just like, you want me to not tell on that? You know? Yeah, watch this. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Just the most fucking problematic families at the center of this. They're like, <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, uh, so that's the first uh, lawsuit. The second lawsuit that I wanted to bring your way is uh, about Rocket. Uh, Rocket is a telecom company that was the uh, they, they uh, were the sponsor for Williams um, during, I think, 2020 or 2019. Yeah. Are they suing us? They the are. Podcast? Is that what this is about? Th- that's the thing is that they want you know, a hundred million bucks. And honestly, let's give it to him. Yeah. You know, I piece it. It's a good name, but you know, a hundred million. Yeah. Uh, we can start our own podcast yeah. network, <laughs> sponsor our own team. Yeah. Uh, but they were suing, they, they were, uh, you know, Williams sponsor and they are suing Williams, uh, because they are alleging the team made fraudulent statements when it signed the deal, uh, saying that they, that Williams had promised, that it would have a competitive car in 2019 while knowing it did not have sufficient funds to back up that claim. So Rocket is suing Williams for being shitty. That's crazy. That's <laughs> a crazy lawsuit. <laughs> that was a wild lawsuit to me. And it's like, it, it would be like if the fucking, like if Pepsi was allowed to sue the Jets. Yeah. Like, yeah, what a cra- such- hey, we sponsored you guys and you sucked. What the fuck? You said you'd be good. <laughs> You said that quarterback you got was going to be good, and he stunk. What the fuck? We want $100 million back. I love the idea of just some fucking guy from New Jersey who was like, you know, F1's pretty big. We got that fucking cell phone company. Why don't we put it on one of their shits? Yeah, right. Exactly. And, then, and then showing up to Monaco being, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, you kidding me? You guys suck out there. <laughs> What do you mean you crashed? You can't crash it. No one's going to see my ad if you're not driving around the track with my ad on you. <laughs> and what was funny also is that, uh, so the claim says that, uh, you know, they're, they're suing for like, you know, they're suing for a bunch of money. Uh, defense intentionally fraudulently concealed the fact that Williams Engineering simply did not have enough money to develop the F1 car. The claim says that as a direct and proximate result of the fraudulent statements made by the defendants, Plaintiffs have suffered significant financial loss and damage to their goodwill and business reputation. Who the fuck is Rocket? Yeah, right. Rocket is the Williams of the telecom industry. Yeah, exactly. I've so never heard of this thing. And they're like, everyone's fucking shitting on Rocket now because you guys suck. Which I think is where they lose this lawsuit in my mind. I feel like it's some old executive at Rocket that saw their first meme ever. You know, so they were probably fucking somebody uh, sent them some meme of like, hey, my, my Internet's as slow as this Williams or something like that. And then the guy <laughs> was like, this is unbelievable. We're suing them. This is what everybody thinks. They all think we're slow because Williams is slow when we're really fast. <laughs> <laughs> we're really we're a fast connector. Yeah. We are. And then they have to like look down at the paper like we are rocket. rocket. And we. <laughs> And we fucking soar. <laughs> what are they even? Are they like? Okay, what are they? Rocket, uh, company. They're telecom, so they make movies. Company. Oh, here, the Rocket Group is a global venture capital conglomerate. Rocket has a diverse portfolio of innovative tech, premium products, services, including mobile phones, Wi-Fi, beverages pioneering 3d content production product development and distribution movie and music listen so they to do everything i'm just saying they do, they're one of the they're a multi-billion dollar corporation and they're like people think <laughs> people are mad we'll sponsor a better team you rich fucks why are you sponsoring Yo, what williams is- <laughs> in the first place if you could do all this shit <laughs> Yo, 
yo, what if GE sues Lauren Michaels? Yeah, like what? <laughs> hey, that's like, that sucked. We want our money back. Hey, <laughs> uh, the fucking they. The fucking they will destroy kids again. Come on. Yeah. You're ruining the reputation of our fridges. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Shannon in, in an April. Yeah. What is she plugging? Dude, that's insane. Okay. I, don't, I don't see that working out for them. And if anything, yeah. this lawsuit's just going to make more people hate your brand. So what the fuck are you doing? Just shut up and take it. No one's going to Also, like, oh, this happened. Poor Rocket. Poor billion dollar <laughs> conglomerate of nothing. <laughs> probably a bunch of people making a zillion dollars just that stay on the yachts year round in monaco waiting for the race to show up yeah we all feel real Listen, sorry for you drew rocket is my favorite wi-fi slash beverage company oh yeah dude. in the fucking business okay yeah, I'm, let me go i let love me, what they do i'm gonna go get an xfinity power rate after this that's what i'm gonna get yeah, yeah. fucking uh, some spectrum I, something also how'd they not know that fucking drive to survive was out yeah like the drive to survive the first seasons are just about how bad Williams is. I know. Like they had to, if they watched anything about Williams, they know that Williams are kind of, they're the Mets. Yeah. They're kind of a goofy fun loving group. Nicholas Latifi is one of the most, was one of the most popular drivers last year. It wasn't because he was good. It was because he was a fucking coffee baron son. Who had it was just kind of fun to watch. Yeah, and that, you and know, that was like the, and Rocket should embrace that. Totally, and that's like the outside perspective of that too. Like just watching Drive to Survive, you and I could watch and be like, "Wow!" If anybody thinks that Williams is going to be competitive for a top of the grid spot in 2019, you're fucking smoking crack. Let alone if you're an advertiser <laughs> working with the insides and outs of the company, looking at numbers like. Dude, they must have the best salespeople at Williams or something that's getting these ads. Oh, like, yeah. Look at this stuff. We're making this car. Red Bull no, doesn't even know about this technology yet. Let me tell you, this <laughs> stuff's the best. <laughs> We're going to be the top dogs. Williams is coming back. We won all our races 50 years ago, but I'm telling you, we're coming back. And then they're like, I'm in, dude. I'm in. I'm the CEO of Rocket. I'm fucking hooked. You guys are going to be so sick next year. And it's always next year. <laughs> it's a fucking used car. Literally. And that's just like, like, listen, listen, Rocket. Yeah. You're leaving the lot. You're, you're, you're taking a car. Yeah. It's just a question. Can it get you into two? You know? <laughs> You know, uh, you ever heard? You ever, come on, you ever sit? You ever sit down? You know, you get home uh, late from work. Uh, you know, the, the old, the old ball and chains nagging oh, you. Yeah, this you know, selling them. Yeah, you, you look good. You know, I'll tell you, you, in this car, you look good. You look, you look like you make a lot of yeah. money in this, in this Saturn. What do you, <laughs> what, do, what do you do, Rocket? What do you do? Oh, you telecom? Uh, cell phone? Yeah, yeah, I got a cell phone. Anyways, you know, let me, let me, let me uh, put this. Uh, you know, imagine you show up to your next, uh, you know, uh, uh, performance. Uh, review, huh? Hey, mm. What are you pulling up? And you pulling up at a Camry, Oof. used Camry? What do you got now? You show showed up with that? It's a nice car. I don't. It's listen. The Camry's reliable. Doesn't got that oomph. No. You know what does though? You show up to that performance review in one of these in this fucking F one. Yeah. Williams. Let's get you in a Williams. Yeah. Okay, people. Let's get you in a Williams. That's that's the car of someone that wants that race. And, and huh? there's one thing we're sure of. Here at Williams, we know that our F1 car is faster than a used Toyota Camry, and we stand by that. I'll stand by that all day long. All day. We had our we had our mechanics test out. We had them put an engine of a Camry in a room, and then an engine of a Williams in a room, and we fucking smoked the Camry. Not even close. Camry didn't even come close. <laughs> Not even a little bit close. Also, the idea, by the way, that Rocket was like, hey, you think this car's good? And then Williams looks at their own car and goes, ah... Yeah. 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 We're going to we'll be get right it there. up there. We're going to be right up there. Yeah. Right up there with the top. <laughs> Listen, you drive. We drive. You get it. Oh, dude. It's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, have to have the best sales. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. Yeah, dude, sue away. Have fun. I mean, all you're going to do is make make everyone else feel bad for Williams like we already do and then make Rocket yeah. look even worse. But that's the thing with telecommunications companies is they don't care. Why do you even care about your image? It's yeah. all regional, regionalized monopolies anyway. I usually have one or two choices on where I can get my cell phone, my internet, or my cable, depending on where you live. And it's whether it's Rocket or not, I, it's not like I have a choice. Even if I wanted Rocket, I couldn't get it. So who cares? If You, you have to have no, it I agree. if you live in a certain area. That's how this shit works. 
And I'll tell you right this now. This is evil corporation. I mean, imagine if you turned around the new energy drink that came out and it was the fucking Michelin man on the back. You'd be like, I'm, I, I don't know if this is right. Yeah. I don't think this is the right brand for me. You know, like these guys need to get I, focused. Yeah, yeah. That's their problem. They're, they're I try, I try Michelin. Too many different things. I would try it once. I wouldn't, I, I would do one Michelin. Yeah, I'll try drink. anything once. Michelin plus. You know, I will say though, this rocket, evil telecom company, disgusting. Usually the, the people that are in charge of these companies are so devoid of any fucking morals. Just the worst scum yeah, human beings. Yeah. Anyways, you can check out our podcast on Rocket Plus. Yeah. That's right. Download <laughs> new, AMP. New streaming service. Yeah, yeah Rocket Plus. Yeah. Uh, we have an exclusive contract uh, with them. $100 million. <laughs> it was crazy. Money's not real to them. No, we're funded by the Saudis. Yeah. Uh, anyways, those are the... Those are, <laughs> we're uh, we're big uh, oh my god there's a name of one of the teams it's just called niblix oh my god like it's disgusting that's like you let a bunch um, of 14 anyway, year olds yeah. name the teams dude like what the hell is going on oh yeah big time with the flamethrowers there's no they let their I kids do it what a big big timers <laughs> oh man wait live golf names oh there were some fucking crazy ones yeah, four aces, <laughs> the cleeks, the cleats, crushers, dude. I feel like high flyers. H Y. This is like flyers. backyard baseball shit. This is hilarious. <laughs> um. Anyways, those are the those are the two lawsuits. Um. You know, the next thing I I kind of had, if you wanted to do quickly, we're just uh, you know, we're at like an interesting point in the season. We're three races down. Yep. We're about I think we have two weeks until the next one. Uh. You know, and we're making some uh, hot hot takes. Based on, uh, you know, way too early information of the season. We're three races in. Based on these three races, uh, you know, three kind of hot takes uh, for the end of the season and where we're going to end. Uh, you want to do the first one? Yeah, I'll do the first one. I'll, I'm, I'm saying this with confidence. I'm saying this knowing that Aston Martin's going to continue to to rise up. Uh, I think Aston Martin takes first in the Constructors' Championship this year. Whoa! Yep, I'm saying it. It's more, it's a lot of hopeful. It's a lot of wishful thinking. I mean, we can all easily you can say it's Red Bull, and if you're right, you're right. Great, have some fun. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Aston Martin, and I'm and I'm going to be excited to watch it. I you know it's interesting. Like logistically, for that to happen, you would need Alonso like out placing Perez consistently by like a place or two. Yeah. You would also need Lance Stroll to kind of like be within a place or two of Alonzo. I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah, if Perez especially because or something like that, or even, you know, Max has a few races and they have engine problems like for, <coughs> for some time. Yeah. It, it or if they possible. start butting heads, they're going to, there's like an issue. There's going to be a mid season issue at some point. That's either going to get resolved or it's not going to get resolved right. where the relationship between Verstappen and Perez is going to get to like a tipping point. Totally. That means that at some point you're going to see, Ricardo, you know, kind of coming in for a race or two. You don't know what his, uh, you know, skill set is, his ability is at this point. Right. You know, especially in that car. We haven't really seen him in a good car in fucking years. So, you know, it's it's entirely possible that Perez not finishing the season the way that he started and Stroll, you know, doing well and kind of consistently finishing in like the, you know, the four or five spot. Right. And then Alonso continuing to podium and you know get the, you know those those uh, yeah you know those, those well, well second I mean that prediction also finishes. is going to bar Mercedes having any sort of real big improvement. I mean it's they, they already seem like they're oh, on yeah. a better track than they were at the start, but if Mercedes starts winning a lot of races, um, or even being in the position where I think Aston Martin could be now, then yeah that would kind of fuck up that prediction. But that's where I'm at. That's that's my one hot yeah take, big swing uh, this early in the season. I got a, you know, my take by the end of the season is uh, I'll say Ricardo is going to have a seat by next year. Yeah. I think that something similar is going to happen where, you know, Nick DeVries, if you remember his trajectory into the, you know, into the league, he had, you know, he filled in for like people that were sick. Uh, he was like a last second replacement and did well in those races and well enough to kind of get back into, you know, to get into F1. That's why Alpha signed him. There was like, you know, there was a question of where he was, if he was going to go to Williams. And I remember Haas was kind of like in the running also right. at that point. Ricardo, all it's going to take for him is to do one or two good drives. And then he's back in, especially, you know, Ricardo couldn't move to a Williams, Haas, you know, Alpha Tower. He couldn't move to a lower ranking 
uh, you know, team out of pride last time. That pride's been completely stripped away. And if you want to see it stripped away, watch him widowily gwitty yeah. on the Red Bull TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're not, he's coming at this from a more humble perspective. You know, I can definitely see him, uh, you know, you know, securing a seat uh, by, you know, middle of the middle of the year, uh, coming into a race, having a good race. And then, uh, yeah, know, that was my prediction. Uh, and I, I took it even a step further. I said, Ricardo signs with Haas. That, that was my prediction Ooh. for next year. Cause um, I mean, I, I think that a lot of these teams, there's so many young guys in the league right now. And, and even guys that are young, like Schumacher that are in the league that don't have a seat that I don't see another wave of young guys coming in. Like we had this season for a little bit. So I think it's going to be a lot of shuffling around uh, between reserve drivers and back and forth. Uh, over the next couple of years, and I think I think this has to be Magn- one of Magnussen's and Hulkenberg's last seasons. They're both on one-year contracts, so they're both yeah. up and unsigned for 2024. Um, which maybe they do that. I mean, Haas has been bringing in the the older guys lately. Whether they continue to do that trend, uh, you don't know. Or maybe they bring in a young guy to work with Ricardo, which is probably what I would do if I had some kid in the pipeline. I would bring him in to work with Danny over Magnussen or Hulkenberg, who can be kind of notoriously you know, introverted or distant or just kind of European in general, that it, it's a different type of training program, you know? Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I, 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 that, that's my second prediction is that not only does Ricardo have a seat for next year, but I think it will be with Haas. You know, I, I, I had, uh, you know, if I had to pick a team for him to go to, uh, weirdly, I had him uh, uh, going to Alpha Tower. Okay. Because I do think that Nick DeVries – is going to be, he's not going to last. You know, he's yeah. not had a good, you know, couple of races. He, he, you know, shot on in a lucky way last season. Uh, I just don't see him lasting into next year. Uh, you know, Yuki has had a pretty good season. Yeah. And I think that, like, giving Yuki someone like Daniel, you know, a Yuki Daniel, uh, you know, one-two, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. You know, my my second guess, you know, my second hot take for the season is that Stroll will have more points at the end of the year than Carlos signs. Okay. Uh, they are both currently at 20 points. I just, things are going right for Aston Martin and they are going wrong for Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, for, you know, I think Leclerc logistically probably does, yeah. uh, you know, at the end of the season, you know, when we're the 20, yeah, I think six races, uh, that we're doing this year, you know, at the end of the season, I do see Charles Leclerc uh, still with more points than sign than Stroll, but I see Stroll with more points than signs yeah, for sure. I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, I, I think Leclerc's like he's driving the shit out of that car anyway. So the, even if if Ferrari keeps fucking up as as long as the engine doesn't keep fucking destroying itself, I think he'll be fine. Because <laughs> I mean, even like we saw with him starting, you know, ten places back, that he was still able to get up to the front of the field. Um, so yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think science is gonna is is gonna be consistently. He's always already kind of been consistently behind the pace uh, of, yeah. of Leclerc, even even last year, minus maybe a couple of races. So uh, yeah, no, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, my, and just things are so bad at Ferrari. Yeah, like I just I, I don't, don't see him signs literally crying on team radio (laughs) like the car is fucking them up fia is fucking them up like just driver errors have fucked them up like there's just nothing it's not you know mattia benito it wasn't him and that this is what you're finding out is that just like it was not mattia benito it was just ferrari yeah and that's kind of the beauty of it right it's like i mean you can you can place all the blame, especially mid-season. It's easy to point fingers and be like, oh, this guy's fucking up. He's the reason we're losing. And then you get rid of what you consider that problem. And even if he did make a few pretty key mistakes last year, you get rid of that problem and you still have deep-rooted issues in almost every aspect from the garage to the fucking car itself to the driver's attitudes and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, that's almost a good thing for Ferrari, I guess, so they can at least try and start to diagnose what the fuck is going on. Um, cause if you don't have that like internal breakdown, you're never going to really figure out, uh, you know, why things aren't working and why it feels like, Oh, this is perfect. We're going to win this weekend. How the fuck did only one of our cars finish in the top 10, you know, like, like listen, shit like Sage, you got to Sage the Ferrari, uh, Ferrari manufacturing facility. Yeah. Just have crystals. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
you know, Aaron Rodgers was caught walking out of a crystal store. I think uh, some crystals. Well, I th- nice. what, what I think is I just think they're not manifesting hard enough. Yeah. It's so clear <laughs> that Matteo was manifest. He was. He was. Uh, you know, just not in a way that was uh, that was working for the team. Yeah. Uh, did you have another uh, uh, hot take? Uh, I do. My hot take, and this is more of a, a patriotic hot take than anything, but I see Logan Sargent finishing with more points than any of his rookie counterparts this season. So that's over Piastri oh. and DeVries by the end of the year. I think Logan Sargent finds a way to, to have more points than both of them. You know, Piastri was, is interesting. He had a decent uh, – he had a decent race. He got points. Yeah, he, he got points at his home first race. First ever points. A couple mistakes uh, that almost cost him the whole race. But, like, um, God, but yeah, overall. Australian women are so hot. Overall, it's good to Sorry, see. That's him. completely unrelated. I know. No, Sarge is great. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, uh, Dude, that party must have been fucking. I bet Oscar Piastri's high school, just where he went Dude. to. Had some of the hottest fucking people of all time. Yeah, yeah. And you know that was a banger. And you know what happened on the beach. And you know there was a bonfire. Totally. And you know he finally got to kiss this girl that he was crushing on for years. But he left to go to the driver's academy. And they never ended up like, right, right. hanging out. Like, And he finally got to do that at home. And it's weird because she they like each other. But he's on the road so much with his job. Yeah, it's just not going to work. And and she can't leave because her mom is sick. Right, right, and right. Like, right girl, you know, wrong time. And it's just, you know, at least they have that night. Right. And that's what I, <laughs> at least Oscar Piastri had that night. And God, I bet she was so hot. And she'll be waiting. Fucking she'll be waiting for the next Australian Grand Prix, just sitting out on the beach, yeah. staring off into the Melbourne skies over the sea. And then, you know, every year they come back, you know, he's with someone, she's with someone. Three years down the line, you know, he's engaged to someone. She's got a kid or two at right. that point because, you know, she hasn't left home and that's how it happens. And, you know, maybe they'll get coffee or something, but it's, yeah. you know, their hands are They'll talk about how raised. it could have been or in a different lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just think, like, I feel so bad for them that their story will never get told. <laughs> It's the notebook. Yeah. This is exactly the no, notebook. No, it's the Nart book. They're going to die. It's the Nart book. <laughs> it's the Nart book. No, it's the Nart book. I am so sad. Uh, I'm so sad about you not so being sad. able to be me Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the movie, a kangaroo is voiced by James Corden, yeah. baby. That's right. There's a fucking talking oh, kangaroo sorry. in this one. Just hopping in here. <laughs> just happening <laughs> oh god uh the last one i had was that uh this is I, I think that pierre gasly he's got that penalty points i think he can only get he has two more penalty points that he gets and he has to uh, get a, a serve a race ban i don't think he's ever going to serve it mm. i think that he will outlast race bans i don't think they're important i think that they're never going to get rid of them because i think they'd still need to be there like as kind of a, like a, you know, a, a just a warning, yeah. like heed us, you know, kind of keep it there. But I don't think practically, you know, there's no one that drives really reckless on the tracks. There's no one, this isn't like, you know, the old, uh, you know, F1 where, you know, 15 teams show up and five of them can't get the car around the track. Right. right. You know, there's that 107% rule. Which, you know, that you got to be like within, you know, a certain speed in order to get on the track. I just, I, I don't see the point of it. And I think that Pierre Gasly, they don't want to suspend. And they're going to keep on finding ways to not suspend him. Because, you know, it does kind of look bad. You know, F1 is worried about, you know, uh, about uh, optics and stuff like that. So I just, I, I don't see Gasly getting suspended ever. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with that. And I also, I know that they're looking into changing... Um, some of the rules i mean i know they already did change the rules on what will incur points on your super license basically um, and now it's more focused around dangerous driving where i guess half of the points or at least a handful of the points that pierre uh, that pierre has is uh, uh is related to like being too far back on the safety car or exceeding track limits like things that aren't really considered yeah. dangerous driving that were for a couple of seasons you would get 
points for that on your license, even if it wasn't causing any danger or you didn't run anybody off the road, you just yourself exceeded track limits or, or whatever it was. Um, like, so arguably he should like have monetary like, fines, I think like seven, you know, six or seven points on his license, something like that minus those points. So yeah, I think, I think that even if it gets to that point, they're going to protest it so hard that now these points are not worth anything yeah or, or they, they shouldn't be there you're not giving these points now so why should they still be on my license they should be kind of retroactively revoked um so i think that's that's yeah. the situation that'll run into that they'll appeal until that becomes true uh that even if I think it you turn it crash mo- you know next week you just make it monetary i think like they're, they're gonna make it monetary if they do anything right i just we're gonna get into a situation where he's gonna you know just because of f1 and the fact that he is <clears throat> you know in a fast car faster car than he was in last year and he's definitely in a situation where he wants to try where he could be the alpha in this uh you know he's gonna go for it right he's gonna send it totally. and uh you know he's gonna send it in a way that you know that the 20 other people on the track are sending it so he's gonna do something that's gonna accrue a penalty point that's gonna put him one away from being suspended and i just don't see f1 getting to that point they're lucky he's, uh, you know, he's on the team with his enemy right now. Yeah, right. Because if there's anybody he's going to be crashing into, it's going to be Akun for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I wonder how many more, like, awkward Instagrams are going to have them, uh, you know, do. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my final yeah. prediction is that there will be more crashes inter-team at Alpine. And they will, every time they crash, they will force themselves to more and more awkwardly do Instagram posts. That, that's my oh that by yeah. the fifth one they're gonna be like each of them holding a gun and a knife to each other's back yeah. <laughs> no we are totally happy together and we are never going to ever crash into each other again and this motherfucker here is going to have a big problem if we do <laughs> <laughs> they're just you see like every every iteration they have is just like more dirt on their face yeah. or they're just like yeah. there's a bloody lip and stuff everything is cool yeah everything is good um yeah, those are those are the hot takes uh, that I got. Uh, you got any uh, closing things you kind of want to? Oh, wait, we can talk about the the uh, the head to head stuff if we want to talk, or do we want to end here? We, uh, we well, we still go, got we still got another week right until we even need to worry about that because we don't have another race until um, end of the month. That's right. Last we got Baku. Last week of the month, so yeah, we can look at the head to head stuff. Um, not really too many updates on that i mean almost half the field <laughs> didn't get to finish the race so basically whoever didn't crash out uh is looking pretty good uh for head-to-heads right now i mean i i'm sticking to my head-to-heads for the season as sergeant over um uh sergeant over what the, what's his fucking face why am i spacing on a album uh, over album and then uh and then i have science over leclerc which i don't know will come true or not but so far i'm up on that i mean but that's mostly just due to the misfortune of leclerc yeah, God, I think he's got six points total right now. He was he was number one last year at this point in the season. Yeah, he's only got six points. Insane. Yeah, last. I wonder if Albon spent. I was gonna say sorry. Was last season just felt way more competitive from start to finish. Where at this point we really didn't know who was gonna be uh, the number one team. You know, Mercedes and Russell was still doing great. Leclerc and, and Ferrari looked amazing. Like obviously Red Bull was still fast, but. There, they weren't. There wasn't nearly this feeling of dominance like they have this year. So, uh, it'll be interesting to, to yeah. kind of see if they can maintain that. Um, yeah, because the next race we're looking onto is the the weekend starts on the twenty eighth through the thirtieth, and that's in Azerbaijan. Um, and that's weird fucking country. Yeah, strange strange race. It's a weird one. Uh, but then we come back. The following week we get to go to America. We're going to Miami, baby. Uh, so that's oh. the first race in America for the year, uh, followed by a week off, and then Italy. So then it's your next three races, and then after Italy, of course, uh, we go to Monaco. So, which it, which Italy is it? Uh, Monza or Imola? Uh, it is. Oh, hold on, let me see. Actually, uh, it is Imola. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's always a fun one. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the Miami one. Weird weird track. Uh, Got to eat some Cubanos. Yeah. There. Yeah. Funk, funky track see. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do it right i'm gonna act like i'm in florida even though i won't be in florida i will be in connecticut uh not as Ooh. not nearly as fun uh <laughs> as miami connecticut are tight. but you know imagine connecticut is, is the miami i can of... close my eyes anywhere yeah. and be in miami so i, I wish everybody this, the same ability um i'm automatically on a beach wherever yeah. i am mentally man exactly man uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm ex- yeah. Miami is interesting. I, I feel like uh, you know every year because of just like America being a bigger and bigger part 
of F1. Right. Uh, you know, I feel like they, they got to really show out. Yeah, and year. especially Miami. Especially with Vegas. Yeah, they're going to be see themselves as competing with Vegas because those are really the two party cities in the States is, is those two and head to head. So, yeah. You, you, you know, the, there's things where it's like the three races in America right now, I don't think we're ever going to have less than three, but they may rotate. Miami was a lot of fun. Uh, Miami is also the crypto.com race. Very so true. I assume that they're going to probably need more sponsorship or something. I also feel like, uh, you know, the, the track itself is just fine. It's not like a super interesting track. Right. And there's also rumors of like, you know, the Coda, the Austin one, you know, they may be moving to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas race would be insane. You know, NASCAR is in Chicago this year, a, a street race in Chicago. F1 in Chicago would be absolutely fucking crazy. That would be absolutely sick. wild. Yeah, I would love that. And I, I can see, yeah. you know. I was, I was going to say, like you said, even if they don't do more than three races in a year, but to be able to kind of rotate through all the different spots. And, I mean, America has such a rich racing history, not necessarily in F1, obviously, but just in general. It's such a part of, like, the culture uh, in America that there's so many cool cities that I think they could do it to. Even doing a regular fucking sp- a race somewhere out in the Bristol area would be sick. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many different areas in the yeah. US that I would love to see them get their 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 fists in. God, Nashville Grand Prix yeah. Yeah. down that fucking main drag. That would be. It's big. That street's wide yeah, enough. Yeah, now we'll make the one it with the Predators play. We got money. We got. We'll just fucking call. We'll call Lawrence and Gene. We'll get the two billion yeah. on the phone, and we'll make some shit happen. You want to tell me fucking they got the Kid Rock. Uh, that Kid Rock bar that he got kicked out. Yeah, of. <laughs> yeah. His own. Have Kid Rock make the streets bigger. Goddamn right. Out there. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. That's everything on my end. Uh. You got anything else you want to say before we uh head off? No. That's pr- that's it for me. Um. Thanks everybody for listening. As always. Um. Follow us on Instagram. Uh. Follow us on all social media at Rocketmen F One. Um, you can also send any questions or topics that you want to talk to us about or you want us to talk about on the show to rocketmenpod at gmail.com. Send your questions over there. Uh, follow us along. we got new episodes every week. We're excited for the race at the end of the month, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. See you later. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.